We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the gut reaction episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest. He's fit to be tied. Well, Really, maybe not. It's like eventually you just kind of resign yourself to your fate, right? But, uh, Zach, gut reaction off the top. Let me just set the stage really quick. Russell Wilson at the 11th hour doorstep of the game. They decide, no, we're not going to play him. Brett Rippon gets the go. Meh. Your gut reaction in a, what was it, seven-point loss? This is the sixth out of seven games they've played where they've scored 16 points or less. And just uh, for context's sake, they averaged 19.7 under Pat Shermer in 2021. <laughs> so the problem, guys, is not Russell Wilson. Pass that on. The problem is not Russ. The offense looks the exact same with Brett Rippon. Doesn't matter who's under center. It's the sequencing. It's the play calling. It's the galaxy brain that the head coach slash OC has in his head and the Broncos same result every single week, same outcome every single week for years and years and years, Chad, it's pure apathy at this point. It really is. That's what we've been. Um, that's what we've been reduced to. And by the way, Scott couldn't make it tonight. So I'm going to be doing some, uh, some dual action. I'll be doing my thing on the mic and then checking the chat. So if we're not quite as lickety split, getting to your stuff, just know we will get to your stuff. And as Dylan says here, guys, we welcome you in. Thank you for being with us. Make sure you give us a, a quick like if you're on Facebook and YouTube. It's a small thing you can do to help us out in a big, big, bad way. Zach, yeah, it's, I mean, in an alternate universe, all right, the Broncos are now in overtime because Brandon McManus doesn't miss a, a field goal or an extra point. And so on that missed connection to Cortland Sutton on their second to last possession, right, before the two-minute warning, all they would have needed there was a field goal, and it's going to overtime, right? If McManus connects on those two missed opportunities, so this is a what I'm getting at here is, yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda, all that stuff. We're talking about missed opportunities, and those are just the two big obvious ones. All right, is just the missed kicks, the problems there. You can go, oh, but it was windy. Didn't seem to affect Greg Zerline, right? Greg Zerline was like, what wind? What are you talking about? 
But it's not just the kicks, Zach. When we talk about missed opportunities, I mean, where's why isn't Cortland Sutton making that play? Cortland Sutton, make the play. When the chips are down and you need those those baller-type star player plays, the Broncos just haven't been able to get them. Better in terms of penalties this week than I've, I think probably all year. This is probably their cleanest game all year. But most of what I'm getting at here, Zach, is that it's symptomatic of uh, – an undisciplined team that whose whose coaching staff, all right, is not properly getting them prepared for the intensity and the stakes of an NFL game. First of all, it looked like DPI on Cortland Sutton in the end zone. The refs were spotty once again. They missed a face mask on Brett Rippon as well. It was just another inconsistent game. But why are you throwing for the end zone with a weak-armed quarterback when you – was it fourth and three? You need three yards. Keep the drive going. Keep yourself alive to fight another down. Why are you taking a money ball shot toward the end zone? It makes no sense. About the extra point field goal fiasco, so your kicker misses an extra point in swirling wind. Hey, look. Let's try a 56-yarder. It's just there's no rhyme or reason for what Nathaniel Hackett does, Chad. It's like he has one uh, way of thinking for one scenario and then totally goes away from that the next scenario. And analytics be damned, logic be damned. He goes with whatever Nathaniel Hackett thinks at that time. And it's just so – what's the word I'm looking for here? And I'm I'm burnt out on incompetent. Help me out here, Chad. I mean, just just – not cut out for the job. And, it, and Zach, if it wasn't much. also combined with the, I mean, again, those first three games before they hired the Jerry Rossberg, like the depths of incompetence in the play clock stuff and the game management stuff and the analytics stuff. And like, what more does Nathaniel hack it? Here we are. The Broncos are at two and five. Now they're going to be taking a trip across the pond. What more does Nathaniel Hackett need to do to prove to you, George Payton, or you know the ownership group, I'm not cut out for this job. Like I'm in over my head. You swung, you missed. Patriot text, Zach. Let's grab this super chat, and then we'll take care of a couple of matters of business, and then we're going to dive straight into the chat because it's on fire tonight. Patriot text, appreciate you, big dog. And he's echoing kind of something. What some some of your thoughts here, Zach? What's left to be said? This season and this team, it's a dumpster fire. Let the sell off for players begin of players begin wait till next year and another new coach Zach are you ready to uh just start burning the roster I'm getting to that point we need some drastic changes in Broncos country I don't know if it's firing Butch Berry as the uh, OL coach making him fall on the sword or promoting out into play caller or whatever but something is not working here and if things continue if they lose to the Jags next week Chad and they might the Jags are a better team people give them credit for how do you justify bringing Nathaniel Hackett back for another year? Oh, talk, talk about the injuries, talk about Russell Wilson, but Hackett has not been a good coach from the first week of the season. And there were red flags before that with the preseason. It didn't seem like he was up for the challenge of managing a whole team. And it's the same thing we said last year uh, before they brought Fangio back is how can they justify doing it? But Peyton still did, uh, you know, before they fired him this past off season. So I'm not ready to say he's going to be one and done, but what does he bring to the table? At this point, nothing. He, nothing. He's the furthest thing from an offensive savant. More to get to, guys, and we are. There is so much more that we got to break down. But, guys, if you're like me, you are increasingly getting more concerned about cybercrime, about people stealing your private data and invading your privacy. And you know what? I'm not very tech savvy. That's why I use NordVPN on all my browsers, whether it's desktop, tablet, laptop, or phone. VPN, in case you didn't know, stands for Virtual Private Network. What does it do? 
NordVPN protects you as a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. Very easy to use, all right? You don't have to be an MIT graduate to figure it out. One click, you're protected. Very intuitive to use. And with my NordVPN account, I can have up to six devices protected, which is cool, especially if you got wife, kids, family, etc. I no longer have to worry about the hackers, the malicious sites, the pop-ups, and for the price, gang, this is the kicker here, for the price of a single cup of coffee per month, all right, I got complete peace of mind knowing my data, my device is protected. Plus, with NordVPN, I never slave to the media blackouts. Not every member of Broncos country lives in Denver. Sometimes you're out of market game. Well, guess what? You can switch your virtual location to the market, showing the game you want to watch so you don't miss out, Zach, on any of the live action. Yeah, guys, the Broncos might let you down, but NordVPN won't. Broncos Country, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash mhh to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash mhh to get four months free. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We just put the link in the description, and we also just put it into the chat, so you guys got that. Uh, FYI, capitalize on that. We appreciate them supporting the pod. Austin says, this game showed me how bad Hackett is. Fire him now. I feel you. I feel you. We're going we're gonna to kind of blast through a few of these guys. Hang tight with us here. And it's a very, very hopping chat. So it's going to – I'm loving it. I'm seeing some fire here. All right, here's Plum Bob. Thank you, buddy. He says, two and five, cry face – emoji with the smile i don't know what that is what a joke of a team we are right now that's most certainly true silent one with a very generous top rope super chat helping us keep the lights on here thank you buddy he says it's time for a hard look in the mirror besides patrick sertan everyone needs to go bye-bye this core group together are losers we need a serious rebuild and this includes wilson zach that's that's why it's kind of and thank you silent one brother that's why it's such a it's even more apathetic because you go, well, like think about it last year. 
All right, pre-Russell Wilson, pre-Hackett and all that. You go, oh, this is bad, but hey, think of all the possibilities next year. We're going to probably hire a new coach. We've got our first-round pick. We can go get a quarterback, whatever. Look, not only are you bereft of first-round picks, but you're now locked into a quarterback you paid a quarter billion dollars before you ever took a single snap for you. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And again, I don't blame anyone for having bad feelings toward the Broncos right now. You know, it's it's our job to get on here, Chad. I can speak for myself when I say there's not much that I can rehash when it comes to this Broncos team. You know, three weeks ago, it was a must-win against the Raiders. Then it was a must-win against the Colts. Then the Chargers, and now a must-win against the Jets, and the Broncos come up short once more. It seems like they do need to do some house cleaning, maybe sell off some of their pieces before the trade deadline. That's a tough situation for George Payton, though, because he did handpick Hackett, and selling off the team and having a fire sale would be an admission that the Broncos are not competing and the Broncos are not good enough with the roster he constructed but the calls on Bradley Chubb, the calls on Jerry Judy, who had himself a game today, on Melvin Gordon, some others, K.J. Hamler, they're going to only uh, increase now with the Broncos looking out of it for the year. problem is because you committed to Wilson, you can't afford to go into a fire cell. You have to maintain a posture of belief and a posture of investment in the idea that you can compete in the very near future, not not just right now, but like next year, you can't go selling off all your guys. Now you can be strategic, like as Zach just mentioned, guys in a contract year. If you're not seeing, you know, a future former, you feel like you got horses behind them ready to pop next year. Like Bradley Chubb is a very obvious example. Uh, Chris Hernandez, brother, love you. Thank you so much. You're here week in, week out. Symbolic is his uh, gut reaction super chat every single time. Nine dollar super chat for the nine points the Broncos produced for the fans today. And he says, painful with the broken heart uh, emojis. Keep your chin up, bro. Red 99 says Hackett's a bum needs to go along with our strength and conditioning coach, run the ball more, especially on third and one second and one run the ball. Yeah. It's just little disjointed things like that, that you're going again. What does Nathaniel Hackett bring to the table? All right. What is he doing? To help, we we've already we can sit here and create Zach a laundry list of things he's doing to uh, cost this team and be a detriment to the team. What's he doing that's like helping the team in any way, shape, or form? Right? What, I'm serious here. Now let's let's steel man this to the best of our ability. What is he doing that justifies his job in any way, shape, or form? Uh, he brought music back to practice. You know, it's things that don't really come out in the wash in the win-loss column for the Broncos and the loss column for sure, but he doesn't do anything in terms of being an expert motivator. He doesn't really, I think, have the entire pulse of the locker room. He's looked at kind of like a clown, like an Elmer Fudd. I saw an Elmer Fudd meme about Nathaniel Hackett, and you know what? When you look at them together and as incompetent as he looks on his job, uh, the comparison is appropriate, Chad, but... I don't know how you justify keeping him around when, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll flip the argument this way, okay? How much would the Broncos lose naming Ejiro Evero the interim head coach if they were to get rid of Nathaniel Hackett? The defense plays up every single week, and the Broncos offense lets them down. If there's one newcomer on this coaching staff who should be a head coach, it's the defensive coordinator, not yeah. the OC. Well, I'd say at this stage, honestly, like it would be very extreme, but extreme times require extreme measures. But I would say you got nothing to lose. And that's not me advocating for the Broncos to fire Nathaniel no, Hackett. Okay. In case ever, anyone's watching at Dove Valley, I'm not advocating for the Broncos to fire Nathaniel Hackett. But I also understand that what are we now going into week eight after this game? You like, you're two and five. There's really nothing hopeful to hang your hat on. Like, you're the worst scoring offense. 
Uh, it's a slop fest. Typically today was kind of the uh, exceptions act in terms of penalties and stuff like that. But like, it's just, it's bad enough to where you got nothing to lose. So Zach, if you got nothing to lose and the only thing in the equation is hope for gain, then maybe that's, uh, that's factored into the calculus. Naj says real quick, and then I'm throwing this back to you. Thank you, bro. Love you, big dog. He says six straight losing seasons. And this is the roster we have a historically bad offense coach after coach coming in and failing. The only hope I have left is that Wilson still has magic left and the new ownership gets the right coaching. I agree, Naj. I appreciate your contribution as always. But, you know, just to push back on something about the, the one glimmer of hope today with it being the penalties, I'm not going to laud the Broncos for only having four penalties. The fact that the bar was raised so low, I'm not going to salute Nathaniel Hackett for barely moving his feet over the bar and stepping over it. The Broncos should be well-coached and disciplined every single week, not one week, and not because, Chad, he brought in someone just to sit in the box and help him out. A good coach does it all. And I'm quickly realizing I was his biggest proponent, biggest advocate that Daniel Hackett is not a good coach. Simple. I as mean, that. the Broncos, Zach, get this. All right. I'll do uh, I'll, I'll do this super chat and then and then a little bit of share screen action. Then we'll go right back to the chat. Robert says, thank you, buddy. By the way, Robert, fire him. Third and one pass. Third and one pass. Third and one pass, et cetera. Embarrassing. I love my Broncos season. Uh, love my Broncos season ticket holder since 1967. Embarrassing. I feel you, big dog. Seriously, we really do. Um, we're getting more to your chats. I just want to show this to you guys real quick here, okay, um, for some scratch and sniff, all right? Look, Zach, this is a team that ran, what is that, 22 plays more than its opponent, 75 plays the Broncos ran to the Jets, 53. They only outgained them offensively by 64 yards. So it, it availed them, but not by much. They were one for three on fourth down, the Broncos. They're five for 16 on third down in the red zone. Hey, they're moving up in the world, Zach. One for two. They're actually 50% in the red zone. Um, and then goal to go, they punched it in with Latavius Murray. But I'm showing you guys this because the Denver Broncos with this 75 plays. So they ran 22 plays, Zach, more than their opponent. There is no excuse, none, for you losing this game. There is no excuse for you only producing nine points. And I, and Hackett might say if he was in the room with us right now, hey, but you know what? Should have been uh, 13 points or whatever. You know, if we get the – if we don't miss those two kicks. Well, still, that's unacceptable, dude. You ran 75 plays, all right? You ran 22 more than your opponent. You, you got to have something more to show for that than nine points. Like, this is Bush League stuff. Like, this is worse, guys. We got to put this on the right scale here, all right, in terms of magnitude. This is worse than Pat Shermer. This is worse than Mike McCoy. This is worse than Billy Musgrave. All right. This is worse. And it was sold to us as a significant, massive, hey, the adults are here. Uh, everything's going to be okay now. And worse than Scangarello, who I would take in a heartbeat yes. right now as the OC over Hackett. And the thing about the Jets, they the Broncos can't even use their, oh, uh, we're injured excuse because the Jets lost three players on offense. They lost their best lineman, the starting receiver, and their stud rookie running back. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Right That's why they're in the bottom of the division, the, the, the basement once again. What was the uh, the commercial, Chad? Dilly Dilly? 
That's where the Broncos are right now. Yes, yes. Uh, real quick, Zach, because the chat is moving so fast and there's so many supers, I just want to shout out these supporters on Facebook who are throwing down tonight. Andrew Lampy, Nacho, Ben Wallman, Jacob Foster, Phil McLaughlin, Casey and Nicole, Wyatt, Miguel, George, and Pat. Appreciate you guys. Tonight, it's going to be hard to get to everybody, but we're going to do our dat gumdest, if that's a phrase you ever heard in your life. Isaiah 1127, what's good, big dog? says, I feel sorry for this defense. They play their hearts out and get let down by this offensive coaching staff. We're so predictable, and it's hard to watch. It is hard to watch. And it's to a point now, Zach, where it's, you know, it's mean. Like, there were times where it, was, it got kind of dark and bad, like under Drew Locke, um, especially post-Teddy Drew Locke, all right, where commentators that were calling the game and then the national people and the pregame shows and whatnot kind of would joke and make uh, comments that were just demeaning and uh, disrespectful or whatever. Par for the course for the worst teams in the league. Broncos, like, jumped that shark, Zach, like week two, week three. This is, again, when we talk about magnitudes of magnitude of disappointment, magnitude of incompetence, magnitude of coming up far short of the mark, that's where we're at right now, which is why it wouldn't surprise me to see a, a, an extreme thing happen, although – with a trip across the pond next up on the docket, I'm not sure how much sense it would make Zach to shake things up considering that. It was the pit of misery. So dilly dilly. That's where the Broncos are right now from a world of suck right. to the pit of misery. And Hackett came out in his press conference. I'm reading on Twitter right now and said he would consider surrendering play calling duties, but he doesn't think he's holding them back. I just, I mean, he's not going to admit that he's the problem, but I don't think he can even realize he doesn't have enough self-awareness to realize that he is the problem and he's not cut out to be a head coach. So I don't know if the Broncos are going to make that drastic move, Chad, but it seems like he's trending way toward more a one-and-done type coach than a guy who's going to come back for a year or two. Honestly, right now, it would be an upset if he were to survive this season in any way, shape, or form as head coach of this team. Wario, what's up, big dog? He says, can we check the quarterback room's uh, water for contamination? Because for some reason, they all throw to figments of their imagination that aren't there. Yeah, he's specifically talking about that deep shot rip and took late. But in, um, I have a feeling on that one, it was a, I mean, obviously it was a busted communication. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure that one out. But I would guess, all right, that it was probably a wide receiver not running the route. And by the time he pulled the trigger, it looked like the guy was going and then he little curl, etc. Um all right, Zach, uh I'm gonna move through this really quick because it's uh it's hot and heavy. The Duchess saying, I am speechless. It's not the QB, it's the coaches. Let's suck. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It sucks. It sucks, Michaela. But we're here together. All right, we're going to get through this together. This too shall pass. It doesn't seem like it's going to pass anytime in the near future. And it might not, Zach, happen in the timely manner in which Broncos fans want to see it. But there is still the hope, the potentiality of a guy who going into his uh, career as a Bronco was being billed as a future Hall of Famer, a guy by the name of Russell Wilson. He is your quarterback. Maybe the time off will, will help him and reset him. I don't know. I'm grasping at straws, but there are possibilities. So we'll get through it together, Michaela. I wish it would pass. It's like for the last six years, the worst case of indigestion you can imagine. And we keep popping more and more Tums every year, taking more and more Pepto-Bismol and nothing seems to work. So we just have to ride out the pain and get back on that quarterback carousel like we all have seen since Peyton Manning. It's just the same old, same old, same story, same movie. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, got one here from Wyatt. Appreciate you, bro. He says the offense is terrible. Hackett's terrible. The O-line's terrible. But another glaring problem that's getting worse and worse are wide receivers, especially Sutton, not being able to make crucial catches or win toss-ups. Isn't that Sutton's purpose, the jump ball, crucial catch wide receiver? Yeah, that's – he's been – I got to be honest with you. Like, of all the guys I expected to benefit most from Russell Wilson and just like an improved kind of offensive competency, which, of course, didn't come, so that throws about everything I'm about to say kind of out the window, but it was Cortland Sutton. I really expected this to be the year where we started seeing those big baller Pro Bowl type Sutton moments like we saw his Pro Bowl season, Zach, of, of 2019 when – you know, he caught passes from three different quarterbacks and game in, game out, posterized the opponent. He got handled today, Zach, by by Gardner. Yeah, I mean, Gardner is a good cornerback, so they get paid too. But Sutton really hasn't been the same. He's had flashes, but not really the same since that ACL injury. And I think his knee was kind of bugging him today as well. It's tough when you're constantly going through different quarterbacks and learning their uh, different machinations and chemistry and everything. And then you have a, a bumbling boob of a OC slash head coach that just can't get the offense in a rhythm. That's why you're seeing the receivers not named Jerry Judy today struggle all season long. PJ Rivas, thank you, buddy. He says, I'm uh, missed points, penalties, bad coaching, and bad quarterback play. Very apparent. I believe there will be changes in the organization. It's just a bad team. Oh, I agree that that's the way this thing's trending, PJ. It's a matter of when. Dutch is thrown in again. Thank you, my friend. She says, the sad part is there also there's also no next year. We have no picks or capital. Yeah, that's the frustrating thing is that, again, it's like the it's like last year. At least, hey, we, we're going to hire a new coach. We got our picks. What you hang your hat on now, guys, if this season continues trending in the direction that it is, is that this this head coach ruined Russell Wilson, and the hope is that let's go find the right head coach to make the most out of the Russell Wilson situation. So it's not like next year is going to be devoid of hope. Russell Wilson's resume is is significant. I do think it was the wrong combo. I don't think he and Hackett were the right fit for each other. And there's so much buzz, Zach, so much, so many rumors out there that Hackett has really kind of kowtowed to anything and everything Wilson has wanted to do um, that I, I got to believe there's some truth to it. Now, I don't have any inside information on that front. All right. But there's a lot of a lot of things that are being said in that regard that Wilson was trying to prove that he can be a pocket winning quarterback and all that stuff. And Hackett kind of going along with it, even against perhaps at times some of his best judgment. But. If it trends like this, 
your hope then is, hey, what can we do to upgrade coaching? You know, fans are going to be hoping for a Sean Payton. Sean Payton got a lot of good production out of a guy that wasn't the tallest quarterback for the longest time in New Orleans, but a lot of different things that would have to fall in line for that to even become a possibility. I mean, yeah, if we want to talk about next year, we can point to, oh, they're getting Javante Williams back, Tim Patrick's coming back, Greg Dulcich, Chad, looks like the Broncos tight end one of the future, but it sucks that we have to talk about next year before Halloween. Once again, it's every single season. The Broncos season's over before it really even gets started because the coaching, it starts from there, has been so bad. So they can bank on a 35-year-old then at that point, Russell Wilson, maybe uh, squeezing a couple seasons of uh, – plus level play out of him, but who's going to be the head coach? Who's going to be the OC? What players are going to be around? And Michaela, to your point, they are going to have more picks. I guarantee you they will be active before the trade deadline. I don't know if Alberto played at all today, Chad, uh, but he's a trade candidate. Melvin Gordon, trade candidate, three yards in the cloud of dust. I was told that the Broncos need Melvin to win. They don't need that three yards of carry. He looks completely ineffective out there. Maybe Jerry Judy goes. They have some trade pieces they can move. And you know what? At this point, if you're throwing in the towel in the season and you think you can do better than a third-round draft pick, I'm putting Bradley Chubb, as good as he's been playing, on the trade block. At this point, the Broncos need, as Michaela said, that capital to start building toward the future. He's too inconsistent anyway. Like, Bradley Chubb started hot and looks good, but, like, the last few games he's not been able to – produce he's gotten some pressures don't get me wrong like he hasn't been completely uh ineffectual but in the nfl it's production it's production-based business did you get the sack did you get the pressure that led to the forced throw that led to the tip pass that led to the pick <clears throat> those type of things we're not getting nacho on facebook thank you buddy very generous of you the stars he says hi priest looking at the bright side if there is any good opportunity for the new ownership to make a statement through massive changes accountability needs to be more than Lip service, Zach. Um, Ed's got something to say, but I want your thoughts here for Nacho. Well, the Broncos ownership seems to be enjoying their sushi, so I don't know if they're going to – heads are going to roll in year one at their behest. I think they might let George Payton, the football guy, make that call because he did bring in uh, Nathaniel Hackett, but who knows? They might intercede. They did pay, what, $5 billion for this team just a few months ago, and now the Broncos are 2-5 and five and still the same laughingstock they were of years past – yeah, there's going to be a scapegoat before long, and I want to see who that scapegoat is going to be. Ed, thank you, big dog. He says, I agree, Zach. It's not Russell Wilson. It's Hackett and the offensive line. It's time to fire Hackett. No more excuses. Hackett is not getting any better. New hashtag, hashtag fire, <laughs> fire Hackett. Trade uh, Judy and Chubb to get picks. See, I, I'm, I would be uh, open to the idea of trading Chubb. I'm not sure I'd be quite ready to open to trading Judy if indeed, you know, I mean, knowing the fact that you got Russ here, you need to have weapons. You need to have guys. Judy was a 2020 pick. So he's under team control. This is year three, two more years after this. I'm trading Chubb if I can, maybe, or at least I'm open to that. Like I'm listening to offers. I'm maybe even picking up a call and engaging interest on Chubb around the league. Uh, Melvin Gordon, what are you going to get for him? What's someone going to trade you? Like Anything. the, the, the extra box of Doritos that didn't make it into the, you know, vending machine. I I'll don't take know. It. Deal. I mean, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the uh, money ball scenarios where part of the trade was like, yeah, and you got to stock our vending machines for maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, GM, this is George. Yeah. For Melvin Gordon, all I need you to do stock the vending machines at UC Health Training Center. It's a dealio. 
apparently Albert O was a healthy scratch once again. So yep. hashtag he gone. The Broncos are definitely looking to keep him healthy so they can trade him. And I guess at this point, guys, the Broncos are going to be in sale mode, not acquire mode, because they're going nowhere. Let's be honest. Let's be realistic with ourselves. Two and five, even if they beat Jacksonville, does anyone have any confidence with Russ, with Rippon, with anyone? that they're going to do anything this season. They have to start getting picks where they can. So Alberto, Judy, Melvin Gordon, Bradley Chubb, these are guys. KJ Hamler was on the block as well, according to um, Adam Schefter. They're going to make a couple trades, I feel like, before long. Yeah, Hamler just – they're not fitting in here with this new uh, philosophy and the new quarterback. Kudos on uh, YouTube with a super chat. Thank you. It says, seeing the game is a waste of time, money, and sleep. Okay. Uh, James Todd, thank you, buddy. Our skill players are not as good as I thought. Javante is the only skill player on offense I feel good about. I would agree with you on that, James. But that's why I keep coming back to coaching. Like, not necessarily the position coaches. Um, Zach not living up to, to, to the billing. But when the scheme doesn't allow for the players to prosper, it's hard for the players to prosper. And and I know I'm not taking that onus off like Sutton needs to make that play today in the end zone to tie the game and like put you there. He has no excuse. You got to make I know I get it. Sauce Gardner. He's good. They get paid, too. But like those are the moments where the big baller wide receivers come up in spades for you. Not happening. And we know Sutton's better than that. So why are these situations coming up short? And sometimes, Zach, it's just a matter of teams get into a, a, a slump and a like massive tidal wave of negative momentum just captures them and there's nothing they can do. Like that's what it feels like right now. Like this team is completely consumed by that cloud. They just forgot how to win and they've forgotten for many, many years now. And there's nothing more that needs to be said about it. Really? Um, I, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, I see a comment real quick by Jeremy Sean. I want to take yeah. we, we kind of bantered back and forth at the meet and greet. He's a Gordon proponent, I shall say. Uh, Jeremy says we only have two healthy running backs because Mike Boone got dinged up. Gordon is getting traded. Well, just sign someone off the street. You know, promote a Zigbo to the 53 permanently. Like, you don't need Melvin Gordon around. He's not doing anything to help you win games. It's three yards and fall down. He is the new Noah fan. Um, and really, on all, you know, this is what I wanted to make uh, a point ago about five minutes ago i said last week on the podcast chat maybe the players just aren't good enough so to the previous comment i kind of agree with that though i'll always defer to coaching 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 it starts you know at the top crap rolls downhill with the broncos and right now it's rolling from nathaniel hackett's feet but sometimes the players are just not good enough Kendall Hinn, as much as we love him, should not be on the field as a wide receiver tyree cleveland should not be on the field as a wide receiver they're just not good enough personnel in certain spots to succeed with but then again a good coach could make chicken salad out of chicken you know what if bill belichick can win games exactly. with bailey zappy yeah. then the broncos should be able to get one touchdown out of brett Rippon. one yeah it was cool to meet you jeremy my friend appreciate you um you know and the thing with melvin gordon like all the other stuff aside 
you haven't seen him make a big play this year. What does he like? Name one big play, and I, it could be just a like a thirty yard run. Like doesn't have to be a touchdown. What has Melvin Gordon done this year? Nothing except fumble three yards in a cloud of dust and or fumble. And so I feel you on that, Henry. Over the uh, oh, over this team already, we can't do anything on offense. Like really, nine points for an NFL team. I feel you, big dog. This is where we're at. This is where we're at right now, and we're here as your football priest to help you get it off your chest, all right? Help you exercise the demons. Silent one, thank you, bro. That's number two for you tonight. It says three Hail Marys, for lack of a better term, with 45 seconds to go. Why? Zach, we get back to presence of mind and tactical uh, poise and all these things that you go, you take for granted when you watch the great teams play, right? Like when you watch Andy Reid go at, uh, a Belichick, as an example, all right, you get to see those things. They're completely absent and and void in the Mile High City, and that's why when you talk about, as you mentioned, which was thank you for grabbing that and looking on Twitter, Zach, Nathaniel Hackett saying, hey, I'm open to not calling plays anymore, but I don't think I'm the reason why it ain't happening on game day. Like, well, look, what are your alternatives? You do have an offensive coordinator by the name of Justin Outen who is, you want to talk about a guy in over his head? All right, this is not a guy – you hired a guy to play to be offensive coordinator who – what was he, an O-lines coach? He wasn't even the tight ends coach, right? Or am I getting it backwards? They I think wanted the, he was tight ends coach. That's right. That's right. They wanted the O-line guy for OC and ended up having to settle for the tight ends guy. And he's a former O-lineman himself, if I remember his bio correctly. Never called plays. Never even come close to sniffing the opportunity to call plays. Never worked directly with quarterbacks, and you hired that guy to be your offensive coordinator. So if Zach – Nathaniel Hackett were to relinquish play calling duties, I'd bet dollars to donuts that it's not going to be Justin Outen calling plays. It'd be Clint Kubiak. And Clint Kubiak, the quarterback's coach, he got a lot of uh, shade to start last year in Minnesota. And then he kind of turned it around. And by the time the season was over, he kind of earned back the faith and belief of, of the Vikings faithful. But I'm not that stoked on giving it to Kubiak. But at this point, it's like, hey, what do you got to lose to shake things up a little bit? Like whatever your model is that you so believed in to build around this season, it's a fallacy. So what do you got to lose? Yeah, call me crazy. I don't want the guy who literally won't leave the building and won't see his family and hasn't slept for days to call plays on Broncos game day. But the thing is with Kubiak, yeah, it might be a changeup. It might be a breath of fresh air. He might be better at it. But two things. Why isn't he getting any criticism for his lack of de development with the quarterbacks? He's the quarterbacks coach. The same thing fell on, you know, TC McCarty back in the day with Rich Gangarello. That's their position. They should be better at it. And what if Clint Kubiak is a better play caller than Nathaniel Hackett, the guy they hired to be the head coach slash OC? So it's like a lose-lose situation, kind of like today. If the Broncos would have won and Brett Rippon would have played well, it would have been well why are they better without their $250 million quarterback? Because they lost, now they're 2-5. and five. The offense looks the same. It's the season's over. Hackett is obviously the problem. It's just bad all the way around. It's another situation where we're looking back in hindsight, and I'll speak for myself, kicking myself a little bit more that I wasn't perhaps a little bit more um, quizzical about the fact that you hired a first-time head coach and all three of his key hires at the coordinator positions were all first-timers themselves. And, hey, you went one for four on that, right? You got the defensive coordinators chopping wood. No one else is. Vincent, 
Thank you, buddy. He says, the true irony here is that Seattle will use the Broncos draft pick to choose its next franchise quarterback, while the Broncos will languish in mediocrity for another five years. That is ironic, isn't it, if that's the way it shakes out, my friend? A lot of people are saying, oh, Seattle's laughing their rear ends off. The Brainstorm, thank you, bro. If we do trade Judy or Chubb, do, uh, do you want higher or more picks? Zach, I don't Meaning like like one high pick or multiple, you know, lower. I think picks. that's what I think. Yeah, I think that's the question. Um, I'll answer for Chubb. If you can get a second for him, I'm probably taking that because the best you can do if you let him walk on the open market would be a compensatory third round pick. And that would get canceled out if the Broncos end up signing players in free agency as to how the NFL uh, formula works. So Judy. Listen, what are you hoping to get for him at this point? A fourth? A fifth? I mean, you're not going to get a first. You're not going to get a second. You'd be hard-pressed to get a third. He's way more on that bus territory than he is a foundational player. So with Judy, I would take more picks, but the Chubb, i take the higher pick. Swag Nash, thank you, bro. He says, it's simply hack it. The offensive line played great today. It's this play calling. It's atrocious. Cut ties now. Fire him. The offensive line did play better. And if you had a quarterback that had a little bit more athletic ability to kind of create, it maybe would have availed you more. I would have liked to have seen this O-line protect the way it did today when Russell Wilson's back there. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Hackett here. Uh, Jess, thank you, bro. Says, I'm, I'm donating because I like you guys and our defense. Well, thank you, Jess. Thank you. And that's the thing to remember here, guys, is, uh, look, regardless of how this season plays out, it could continue to careen off the tracks and be a complete depressing crap fest. Well, guess what? We're still going to be here every single night doing our thing. And we hope that you will too. You know, that's why we do it is to talk with you guys. But so long as there's football to be played, Zach, so long as there's a team called the Denver Broncos that is making picks, hiring people, uh, trading, signing, all these things, we're going to be here to break it down. And it's tough as a fan who is so loyal, so dedicated for so long and never, I mean, as someone who was in, you know, raised in, baptized in orange and blue myself, okay? No one's, no one from Broncos country, this is all, is, is accustomed to this. This is all unprecedented, all right? The, that six-year stretch was unprecedented. Now you're adding insult to injury and there's no um, rational thing you can point to to kind of like, keep you locked in other than for whatever reason you're just a sick maniac that loves the Denver Broncos and that's what we are here uh, why we're here too all right so we'll keep doing this together Zach I'm going to serve this one over to you Duce from New Orleans I'm not a Drew Locke fan but with his turnovers we still scored more points on offense the system is the problem I mean Drew Locke thing of the past what could have been what wasn't whatever not the Broncos problem anymore he's off the roster let's talk about the current Broncos players let's talk about one real quick Chad because I someone I can't remember who it was said to look on Twitter this is from Mike Purcell who mm. uh, Andrew Mason of 104.3 the fan quoted this is a quote from Purcell okay. I'm just sick of being right there we keep saying you know we're right there it's going to turn around it's going to turn around but to be honest f that We've got to turn it around. I feel like people are just waiting for it to turn around. It's not something we can wait for. It's something that we've got to make happen. So the KJ Hamler helmet slam was the first crack in the foundation. Justin Simmons saying we need it starts with leadership. That was the second. And now you have a defensive player, one of, 
a handful of guys who bust their ass every single week and gives their all and keeps the Broncos in the game, playing and play out, is starting to express his disappointment, his anger, and maybe his resentment toward Hackett and the offensive coaching staff and players. This is why you want to maybe nip the problem in the bud if you're George Payton before the locker room goes on full revolt mode. Just an idea. Albert, shout out. Good to see you, my friend. Yes, indeed. The Broncos found another way to lose. Um, Zach, on that front, uh, you know, you put yourself in the shoes of these players, all right? And it's tough because football is the ultimate team sport. No one guy outside of maybe, maybe, you can make an argument, quarterback, can uh, single-handedly decide the outcome of a game. And even a quarterback, like he needs the other 10 guys to be doing their thing in order for him to do his. So I feel for the players and like, like Purcell right now, who is understands the frustrations and the uh, anger in Broncos country and how it has devolved into apathy, you know, and it makes me all the more uh, vociferous in my belief that act now, don't wait to act people that say maybe the Broncos need to make a kind of a bold move here. You know, again, it would be unprecedented, but you are presiding over an unprecedented scenario. I mean, never was it this bad. Even with Vic Fangio, it was Joe Flacco, but no one had, no, no one was expecting mile high Joe to uh, like take the Broncos to the playoffs necessarily that year. It was bad. Fangio first year head coach that year. And the only bright spot was when they finally turned to Drew Locke and then they finished 4-1 and and gave the fans and the media enough hope to end that season that it bought Fangio and the team some breathing room. There's nothing like that. There's no storyline here that opens the door, Zach, to relieve the pressure. You have to. The Broncos have to do it themselves. And so they either make changes. Again, I'm not necessarily advocating for the firing of Nathaniel Hackett, but they either make changes – and that could even be Zach Nathaniel Hackett coming out tomorrow morning and saying, hey, look, we talked about it. I'm going to go – I'm going to let X call the plays from now on, you know, Kubiak or Outen, whatever, and I'm going to go about the process of just coaching the team, managing the team on the day-to-day. This guy's call. Or maybe something more extreme, but the Broncos have to do something to shake this thing up right now because seriously, like why would – I don't understand – do they not fear the fact that Broncos fans might eventually just come to the end of the rope and they show up one day to play whoever week 12 and there's, you know, a quarter of the stadium's full? I mean, that would be brutal. That would be brutal. So do something, do something to shake it up now. And I feel for Mike Purcell, that sucks, but that's a message I think, Zach, to team team leadership here. Like the actual shot callers that have power to make moves and changes and strong arm situations. Hey, onus is on you. You know what business people like the Walton Penner family hate the most is their business being affected by an outside circumstance. And in this case, it's the Broncos offense, the Broncos coaching staff. They paid $5 billion collectively to own this franchise and they're getting nothing back in return. So they might step in again. I'm not saying they will fire Hackett yet. I'm not saying they should fire Hackett yet, but Chad, how do precedents become precedents by Becoming the president by just making it happen. Somebody doing it, yeah. Yes, being the first one to do something. And I guarantee you, if the Broncos do it, they will not be the last team that does it. Again, not saying it will happen, but 
if it were to, it wouldn't be the craziest thing we've seen in the sport. And five billion. Hey, that's a lot of lettuce. But uh, you know what? A lot of that money went toward what it bought was you guys, all of us, your loyalty, your dedication, uh, the dollars in your wallet that can, that go toward supporting this team in many ways. And uh, they got to be thinking about that right now too. George Fox, this is as this is as bad as Josh McDaniels time as head coach it's time to send him packing um well hey mcdaniels at least started six and oh so for what it's worth jeff c you think we can fire the coaching staff <laughs> i feel you I, I i something tells me whoa the chat just did something really weird uh something tells me zach that's not gonna be the last comment that we see <laughs> this one is zach between six fourteens. there's a super chat that's not letting me click on it see if you can grab it it's in between nick and alan um, and I'll keep moseying through here, and we'll grab Tom. What's up, Tom? He says, I wish we had a good coach or quarterback to focus on Greg Dulcich. He looks like the real deal. He reminds me of George Kittle. At least today was expected. Yes, brother, you, uh, you're you right. He has been very encouraging today uh, for what it's worth. Your boy, Greg Dulcich, nine targets, Zach. Six receptions, 51 yards. Uh, impressive second game by the rookie. Yeah, he quickly let or uh, made Alberto expendable, and he looks like a building block, a bright spot for the future. But without a quarterback to get on the ball or an offensive coordinator scheme him open, it, it'll limit his potential, and maybe he might not reach that Kittle ceiling. But definitely an encouraging sign that he's hitting the ground running after inactivity for so many months. Are you seeing that, by the way, or is it just a weird? I see Lilo. Like a, we yeah. just got Tom. Yeah, and then All right, don't I worry go through eight fourteen. I don't see anything. All right, uh, Lilo, we blame Peyton and Hackett for our dreadful season, but it should be on the coaching staff. They look after these players, but yet I don't know why we suck. Yeah, right now it's very much so on the coaching, no doubt. Oi, boy, what's going on, Chaos? Josh He says, I took the 60 bus out of – or no, hold on, let me do this again. Took the 60 bus down to MHH Huddle. Chad and Zach, sorry, I'm, this is an inside joke between only two people right now. There's a 1,000 people in this chat, and – 10 times that that will be listening on demand that are going, what the heck? Josh, appreciate you, bud. He says, Chad and Zach were on the pod. They're waiting for me. It's a, it's a rancid reference. All right. The Broncos keep on stinking. So, you know, I'm a drinking. What you going to do? This is all to the meter of, of, uh, of roots radical, by the way, took the 60 bus. All right. I won't bore you guys anymore, but this is, this is fun for me. Yes. Give them the boot, baby. What are you going to do when you're two and five team? Give them the boot. Do what, uh, Tim Armstrong would do and give him the boot. Right, Josh? All right. Appreciate you, brother. Um, okay. Whoa. Okay. I think we're pretty caught up, Zach, on things. So um, let's get to uh, – let's get to some well, – what's this one? Let's see. Man, this is – the chat's being really weird in terms of what I can click on. I don't know if it's my connection or what, but uh, – Robot of Doom. I, I don't know, dude. I wouldn't do that. You know, you do what you got to do. He says, I'm a Broncos fan for life, but I'll just slide to Buffalo for this season. It's lost. It's over. I mean, hey, you got to find ways to uh, keep it compelling for you during the football season. I feel you on that. But yeah, I mean, if the Broncos, Zach, are so bad, the apathy is so protracted. All right. That fans are going, ah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go root for this other team. I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at, I guess. I'm not going to tell anyone how to be a fan. I'm not going to say you shouldn't root for the Broncos. I'm not going to start some grassroots campaign against the Broncos. Um, 
but I just understand where that comes into play, you know, and it's the same movie with the same ending over and over. Something I tweeted about, you know, I'm tired of impotent offenses. I'm tired of punts. I'm tired of boring football. I'm tired of a Bronco starter getting injured every single week like Baron Browning was in this case. Uh, it's just the same thing every week, every month, every season, year in and year out. And uh, from a fan's point of view, I don't blame any of y'all for maybe wanting to take a break or reconsider your feelings with the Broncos temporarily, at least until they get back on the right track, at least until they get another victory and prove they're a worthwhile NFL franchise. Just once again, so far below that Pat Bowlen standard. And when you really think about how far they've fallen, it's depressing. Miguel, rough one today, fellas. Who would be a good option to replace, or who would be a good option at OC to replace Hackett and keep Evero's head coach? Well, it's it's only it really Zach only comes down to the the offensive coordinator himself, uh, or Kubiak, the uh, quarterbacks coach. And if you had to err on one of those two sides, which side do you err on, Zach? I'm probably taking Kubiak in that case. But again, it just points to my last comment. It really is sad. Pathetic, awful, depressing, sobering that on October 23rd, after months and months of hype with Hackett, Russell Wilson, a potential playoff team, a good one at that, we thought we're talking about replacing the head coach and promoting Evero to interim and looking for a new OC again before Halloween. Real quick, Sucks. there's a there's a few supers that are not showing up in uh, the chat itself, Zach, that I'm looking at on the back end that I just want to shout out. Uh, really quick and grab there if yeah. it's a question. Um, one of them being the great. Oh, let me find it. Where to go? Zeus McPeak, who says hi to everybody. Uh, love you, Zeus. Zeus, I'm sorry I can't flash your super chat. I don't know why it's not showing up in the chat, but I see a few weird little small skinny colored things, Zach, on our on our chat side where it's like, it's glitching some of them where we're, it's not showing it, but Stu, a legendary figure. Thank you, Stu. As always, your contributions always uh, appreciated. And just seeing you in the chat makes us feel better about this yes. Broncos state of the franchise. Seriously. I don't know that we would be doing these as live stream pods, Zach, were it not for Stu and his support early on and really just yeah. being a great leader and a community maven at MHH. So here's a, here, a couple others, Aaron, uh, who says, I'm so disappointed. Um, maybe we grabbed that one in Sutton wide receiver ones, catch those. Actually, I don't think we did get that one. Um, Naj jumping into again, saying the last few weeks were real painful when thinking about those losses. Now apathy is setting in. It is so infuriating and disheartening to think we may not win a single AFC West game. Just praying Russell returns to forms Zach. Yeah, I mean, but is it too little too late, even if he does? I, it's really telling, Chad, that he would come to the Broncos. He had one fluke injury last year, the mallet finger injury. He comes to the Broncos, and within six weeks, he, have, he has a throwing shoulder injury and now a partially torn hamstring, according to reports. And why is that? It's because he spent almost every down running for his life, scrambling for his life because the Broncos neglected their duty to supply him with a competent offensive line. That was when you asked me, Chad, in March, April, May, June, July, August, even September, what's your biggest worry about this Broncos team that can sink all the hype? My answer always was injuries and offensive line play. And you know what? Both of those things came to fruition. 
Yes, indeed. Um, okay, here's from Proud Pharisee throwing down two supers. First one says Sutton and Judy can't beat over the top. True. Judy can with his speed, so why isn't it happening more? Why aren't they trying to use him as a as a, a, a beat him over the top, you know, take the top off threat? He says, I thought Hamler could, but apparently not. The offense can't run the ball, and thus every play is its own miracle. I just don't trust this offense to do anything. And then he says, Zach, in Super Chat 2, I don't understand how Hackett has the chutzpah to show his face. I know firing midseason isn't usually a great idea, but Hackett is so bad, I fear for the core of this team. He is breaking them. Uh, a f- one more, and then he's got a few more, but I'm going to read one more, and then I'm serving it over to you. Hackett is wasting the best core we've had since the Super Bowl. I wish Peyton went with a Wilson Fangio ticket. The sad part is that we don't have premium draft picks. Again, this team will break soon. First of all, I love the fact I love that saying every play is its own miracle because you're hoping whether it's a two yard run, whether it's a 10 yard pass or a bomb that it's going to work out and every single yard seems so hard for the Broncos, doesn't it, Chad? Every single point is so hard for the Broncos to achieve and um that's where we're at. Same thing as, as 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and now 22. Here we are. Started at the bottom, and we're still <laughs> at the bottom. And, I mean, that was an observation I've been making game in and game out on Twitter is it's just remarkable how difficult everything seems to be for this team on offense. Like, every single yard is, like, dearly bought. Like, they had to throw all their savings. They had to pull from their kid's college account just to get that one yard. Like every like skin of their teeth. By the way, Danny Gibson, appreciate that super chat, brother. I would flash it on screen, but for some reason there's a little YouTube glitch going on right now. So I'm looking at this on the back end. All right, Zach, a couple more here from Proud Pharisee who's throwing down. He says, uh, we can't win in the run. That's it. That's where the offense dies. Peyton should get rid of the skill players and reload in the trenches, even Sutton. Watching other offenses makes me think my team is a high school team. The Broncos, he said. I barely remember what it meant with Peyton Manning, where we could rely, Zach, on 300 yards. Let me, well, Pharisee deserves this for sure for being so supportive. Thank you for throwing down as you did, Pharisee. Uh, I don't blame ha- uh, Peyton, and he does get criticism because he did handpick Hackett, but I don't blame him at all for moving on from Fangio. To your point, Pharisee, about a Fangio-Russell Wilson ticket, they made the right call, or he did, firing Fangio and wanting new blood, a younger coach, and an offensive-minded coach. I just think right now he picked the wrong offensive-minded coach. You know, in hindsight, I would have much preferred Kevin O'Connell, who looks like he has his crap together and has some chutzpah, to use mm-hmm. your word, and he looks like just a guy who's been doing it for decades on the sideline, not Hackett, who looks like every single week was his first week with a play-calling sheet in front of him. So, again, Peyton made the right choice, but the wrong choice at the same time, if that makes sense. All right, a few more on the back end here. So Jim Snyder, thank you, buddy. He says, 20 years of watching and supporting this team, I can barely stand to watch. I've never felt this bad about our team. And then Beto Garcia says, Zach, what needs to happen uh, if the Broncos were to – what needs to happen if Broncos were to lose, guys? What needs? Okay, so Broncos lose. What needs to happen? I mean, what do you do right now, Zach? Let's 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 pretend that you have the power to to actually affect change in the halls of Dove Valley. What what can you do? I think he means if the Broncos lose to the Jaguars, do you know going into the bye week, do mm. heads roll? Are there major changes being made? It depends on the health of Russell Wilson. I think that hamstring is is 
worse off than the Broncos are letting on. It went from a potentially significant injury, according to reports, to him being day-to-day. I don't think the Broncos want to admit that their quarter-billion-dollar quarterback has already damaged goods in their system. But what, what could you really do? You know, if you fire the head coach and promote Outen or Kubiak to OC, you still have either a banged-up Russell Wilson or Brett Rippon, who I'm sorry is just not a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. You know, his Hail Marys weren't Hail Marys. They were just deep passes. That's how weak his arm is. So that's why I'm saying the personnel really isn't that good, and especially the personnel right now under center. In my realistic uh, view, you can't really do anything but – Riding on the horse, no pun intended, that got you there and kind of just ride out the season and hope for the best and, and go into 2023 with a different strategy. There are, I understand the, it, I guess you could call it a tinfoil hat theory here, Zach, but I understand it. And I think if I had to bet some money on it, I wouldn't be, I would be maybe a little uh, loosey goosey with my money. And that is, you brought up the point. Zach, that in 10 years of starting in the league, Russell Wilson was so determined. It's not like he never got hurt, but he and his team were so gritty, so determined. Like the the elite quarterbacks, like even Peyton Manning, if you guys can remember 2014 down the stretch, you know, that season ended in disappointment with the Colts coming in and, and shocking the Broncos in the divisional round. But Peyton Manning was hurt the last quarter of that season with a really bad high ankle sprain. No way in Sam Hill is he letting you take him off that the field for that. And even the next year when Coop was here and he suffered the plantar uh, fascia tear, et cetera, like the team actually had to step in and just say, no, Peyton, you're, you're sitting down for a while. All right. Back to the, how this relates to Russell Wilson, 10 years in Seattle, Zach, he misses three games, not because he's never been injured, but because the stakes are so high in the league that you just can't afford to miss a game. But you're now, this was seven games into his first season as a Bronco, two reported injuries, the shoulder that he played through, and then a hamstring. I don't know. Look, I'm not a sports medicine expert here, Zach, but I would think if you were the Broncos and in terms of severity of risk of further exasperation, maybe you'd hedge a little bit more about a quarterback having a tear in his throwing shoulder if you were going to sit him for any stretch over a hamstring. I mean, not to say a hamstring is not important. I, I understand, but like, We're doing this right here. Or was it more about, hey, we need a reset. We need we need just like take a breather and then let him come back. And if there was an opponent, we think we could maybe survive that with. It's the Jets. Turns out they couldn't survive it. Um, I don't blame people that have that kind of, I guess, paranoid, um, skeptical outlook. Yeah, I I don't know that Hackett is protecting Russell Wilson in this case because of all the criticism, because Hackett's neck is on the line more so than uh, Russ's is. And he was exposed today one way or the other. It was a lose-lose for Hackett this game. So um, I don't know what's going on with Russ, but I think we can deduce one of three scenarios occurred. He either got beat to hell because the Broncos O-line couldn't protect him. Number two, he was damaged goods already and maybe even a lemon coming from Seattle. Or number three might be the most plausible, like every other player on the Broncos roster pretty much, the strength and conditioning program isn't that good in Denver. And it led to another lower body soft tissue injury. And this one so happens to be the $250 million quarterback. There might be a combination of those factors, Chad, but they are legitimate things to consider. All right. We're about to the one hour mark, Zach. So I'm going to rapid fire some of our great yeah. supers here. Um, Corey uh, says we, and by the way, Corey H love you, big dog. We have never been this uh, bad 
We've never been in this bad of a situation. We at least always had the draft to look forward to. Now we have to sell Chubb, Simmons, Gordon, if we can, Judy and or Sutton, get as many picks as we can. Zach, real quick, rapid fire reaction to that. I'll tell you one thing. I don't think it's going to happen, but Simmons, uh, for the second game in a row, Chad, I don't know if you noticed, he was almost, he went back to being Justin almost Simmons. You know, yeah, he was missing tackles. He was late on his assignments. I don't know what's, maybe his leg is still bothering him, but if they were to go through with it, they can regain some of that capital and it gives George Payton more darts to throw at the dartboard on draft night, but it's not an ideal scenario to say the least. Aaron with another saying the biggest issue here is the lack of effort. Sutton won't block on any wideout screens. No effort on 50-50 balls. No one besides Greg Dulcich can break a tackle. Well said. Orange, what do you all think about Kellen Moore, Zach, as a head coach candidate? Real quick, your thoughts on that. I, I was big on Kellen Moore, but he gets a little too cute for his own uh, good, and the Broncos already have that problem with Hackett, so they have to keep looking for the next great thing, in my opinion. Wero says, shouldn't trade anyone. There's no value. Um, we'll see. Proud Pharisee with another few supers. He says, to be honest, with Peyton's reputation, I don't really think Hackett hangs around. I don't trade Chubb. I need to win in the trenches. I trade skill players, Simmons, Sutton, Judy. I'll trade Wilson for a one. <laughs> and then he says, I need to be fair and acknowledge the better O-line, but they still couldn't make the defense consider them a threat to run up the middle. And then he says, lastly here, Zach, you are on the money. This locker room will melt in two ways. The locker room on Hackett and the defense on everyone else. De- uh, defense balls out every week and for nothing. I would be screaming in the room, in the locker room. I don't blame Purcell or any other defensive player for feeling anger or anything right now, frustration. It's been the last six years, for the most part, a a, a two-way split in the locker room. It's not the Broncos' one heartbeat. It's the offense versus the defense, and we're seeing the same thing play out once again. Lilo with another super saying, hi, I'm off work. This L today, another story. We feel you. Okay, I think that catches up a little to what I see in the chat. So... Lilo here saying, just for laughs, switch off, switch both offense and defense. See which side can score more points than the other. I'm sure the defense could put up more points than the offense. That's I'm where sure, we're at. I'm sure Cherry Creek right now could put up more points <laughs> than the Denver Broncos. Uh, and I, I'm really not that trying to be that facetious. Uh, Rick Sanity, appreciate it. My biggest fear is Denver somehow cobbles together six or seven wins and allows Hackett another year. Um. Uh, Tom, the worst is we passed on Kyle Shanahan, and then we passed on Kevin O'Connell. Why can't we hit on any of these? Uh, Billy Turner and Quinn Miners played well, uh, very good today. Yes, um, it's no, they have been a welcome relief, a welcome upgrade to the O-line. It's just unfortunate that it's not coming out in the wash. Uh, Tom also says the locker room is lost. Players' body language says it. Yeah, the, the, that's definitely what the, the language is communicating right now, Zach, is this is a team that it, at whatever point that it bought in to the Hackett thing and the, and the Wilson thing, that investment is gone now. And so now what, what are they doing? They're fight, now it becomes the mercenary mindset, right? Hey, I got to put enough good tape on so that I either keep my contract with the Broncos or you know I'm going to be a free agent next year, so I'm out there for me. It's no longer about multiple components working as one towards a unified goal. It then becomes the every man for himself kind of mercenary thing, which we've seen in Denver. Um, Most of the way the last the preceding six seasons, with maybe one exception, 
the the lock rookie year with maybe that one and the and and 2016 is an exception that is what happens is they go they disengage from the from the cell right from the, the whatever the coaches have been selling them and it's every man for himself Never forget the Broncos could have had Kyle Shanahan and Wade Phillips pair together and they had they settled for Vance Joseph and Joe Wood. It's just been one of those things year in and year out. They can't get the head coach higher right. But to a previous comment about the Broncos eking out six or seven wins and saving Hackett's job, even if they were to do that, which it might be likely or might not be at this point, can you ignore, if you're ownership or George Payton, the way the Broncos lost and sometimes even won games, how bad Hackett was? I mean, the fans counting down the play clock, not having a punt returner back there, all the idiotic boneheaded play calls, the, the cracks in the foundation with the defense, the red zone uh, inefficiency, the third down inefficiency, Russell Wilson being a, a mid-quarterback at best. I don't think you can even overlook that. If you're dead set on firing Hackett, I don't think six or seven or maybe even eight wins can change your mind. Appreciate everybody for being with us. With that, we're going to sign off for tonight. Actually, we got a few messages here for you, and then we're going to sign off. Yes, that was the Mile High Huddle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the gut reaction to the Broncos' fourth straight loss, this time to the New York Jets. Um, it was a good podcast. We appreciate you guys hanging in there. But in the meantime, tomorrow is the aftermath episode. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. Also, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Uh, follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some of our merch, know what it is, where it is, huddleuppod.com. Get your merch on and facebook.com slash Mile Huddle Pod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please, as you see ticking below you, sub, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHA channel. It really helps us grow and reach more of Broncos country just like you. Shout out. We didn't get to spend as much time on our great Facebook community as we would normally like to, but it gets crazy on the gut reactions. Andrew Lampy, Nacho. Ben, George, Jacob Foster, Phil McLaughlin, Casey and Nicole, Jeremy, Charlie, Anthony, Wyatt, Miguel, and Pat. We really do appreciate each and every one of you and all of our Super Chat superstars that chipped in tonight. Seriously, guys, you can help keep the lights on here. You're the reason why we're able to continue doing this, even in the face of terrible football coming out of the Mile High City. We're going to be here for it all. All right. We're going to be unflinching. All right. We're going to stand and be as stoic as we can, but also, hey, gut reaction. It's here for us to work out our hormones on these issues, and it's here to also as a dialectic. We want to help you uh, work out your hormones, get things off your chest. We want your takes. That's why we do this. We love hearing what you guys have to say and some of your insights and your questions that sometimes challenge our takes and our, and our stances on issues. And it just is a heck of a lot of fun, and Zach and I are very addicted to it. And we love you. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. And as always, guys, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.